This podcast was originally posted on Anchor May 21, 2021. So hi everyone, this is Dave the Old Goat. I would like to thank all of you for taking time to listen and follow my rants and raves. I try to take a look at things in a systematic manner. I'm not a fanatic, a radical, a conspiracy nut. I just worry about America. I think everyone should be worrying about America. I'm trying to provide some informative information to make you think about things happening all around us. I hope my podcast at least opens your mind to think and reason about what is and what is about to happen to America. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, follow, and share. I appreciate that. If you would like to say hi, have any comments, questions, want to suggest topics, you can send me an email at theoldgoat2021 at yahoo.com. That's theoldgoat2021 at yahoo.com. So let's get started on this podcast. So let's start with our opening prayer. So thank you, Lord, for always being at my door, for guarding me and showing me the path uh, to you, my Lord. For letting me know that you are always there to listen to my concerns and help me spread the truth as best I can. I can only pray for your guidance. And Lord, I pray for the guidance of the many that have lost sight of your greatness. Please help others to understand the truth. Please guide me in telling the truth. I pray that those listening to this podcast will see the big picture about what can and will happen with socialism. I give thanks to you, my Heavenly Father. In your name we pray this, Lord. Amen. I'd like to ask you a question. You know, is America doomed? You know, we really need to ask that question. If you think that there is no way for America to fall... I would suggest you read about the Roman Empire, Babylon, and Greece. They all became very powerful. And then suddenly, gone! The United States is on the brink of falling at this very moment. Will America crash and burn? Will we hear only the the defeat of America? Will it go down in history as such? Will we learn from history? Or will we just sit back and watch it happen? (laughs) So the title of this particular episode is Socialism. It's no joke, and this is part three. In this episode, we will talk about capitalism, socialism, democratic socialism, communism, Marxism, totalitarianism, dystopian social orders and many more labels that mankind has placed on various political and economic models to govern nations and their people. You know, most of what I present in my podcast from, comes from news outlets, uh, articles and books, and even Congress, because it's a great place to listen and see what's going on, and many other sources 
that I have reviewed and seen over my my long lifetime that I've been here. You know, I always I always think the fake news. Yes, I think I say thank you fake news. They provide humor as part of their daily reporting. <laughs> it's really laughable. Sometimes I just can't stop laughing. While other times my mouth drops open because I can't believe anyone could be so stupid saying such things that they say. You know, with that, there are many truth-telling outlets available. If you're looking for truth in your news, check out uh, places like the New York Post, The Federalist, The Great American Politics, and Fox News, most of the time, has true reporting. And there's others. By the way, I'm not sponsored by any of these people. I just tell you where I get my information. Okay, so let's get into it. Let's talk a little about labels. You know, we know the Democrats love labels, but do they really know what the labels they use really mean? Some of the labels that uh, I'm talking about are like capitalism. Do they know what it means? Socialism. Have they got any concept or what now they like to call democratic socialism and, and communism, Marxism, totalitarian, uh, dystopian social orders, and so many more they label, but do they know what it means? So let's start by saying that each one of these labels are based on a political and economic model to govern nations and their people. Looking at each ideology we can see what outcomes they need to control the nation and people. We all think we know what capitalism is, but do we? You know, capitalism is an ideology where each person, as an individual, can have and own private property. They own it. They have possession of it. You know, and they produce goods, and they provide services for for the people around them, and it's a benefit to them. That's why it's called capitalism. Capitalism provides the people choices on how they live their lives. It doesn't tell you that you have to live in a mansion or you can live in a motorhome. It's no problem. It's up to you. You can work where you want to. It allows all people to excel or not to excel. It's up to them. If someone just wants to sit around and, and spend their life sitting and do nothing, they can do it. It is the most equal way a society can operate. We hear all the time about equality and equity. But if you really want everyone to be equal, provide a capitalistic uh, model for them to live under. You know, equal doesn't mean that everyone has the same things. It means that everyone has the opportunity to have the same thing. You know, the harder you work, the more you learn. And if you abide by the laws as set out by, uh, by our legislators, the easier the path to success. And it's your choice whether or not you want to be successful. That doesn't mean that the community will allow less fortunate or people that are not capable of doing things to live in poverty. We have social networks uh, and they're designed to help them. That's what 
capitalism does. It helps people. Overall, capitalism is the only ideology that has lifted people out of poverty anywhere in the world. It's capitalism. Capitalism allows for private property ownership, the control of their assets, and the ability to grow without government interference. This is accomplished by individuals producing goods and servicing services and offering it to the community and as an employer by contracting others to work for a wage or salary. The employee gets paid without the chance of loss. He has no chance of losing. The only loss that the employee uh, might face is losing his job if the company doesn't make money. The owner gets to keep any profits that are generated if there's any profits that are generated. You know, if there's no profits, uh, then the owner loses the capital investment that he made, that he used to start the enterprise. And the employee still gets his pay whether or not he produces income for the company or not until the company no longer can afford to keep employees. Capitalism is based on supply and demand. Not totally, but it's a big part of capitalism. The marketplace will allow companies making the same goods and services to compete without government interference in most cases. Although we've seen a lot of interference with our businesses in the, in, in the past uh, uh, few, few years, where they're telling companies they can't operate because it might hurt other companies already in existence. Well, you know, but anyway, the concept here uses the supply and demand economic model. Supply and demand helps keep prices in line for the consumer, thus helps the open market to remain competitive. Capitalistic governments only regulate for the safety and benefit of the people not for the benefit of the government because the United States is a republic, meaning that the people are the ones that run the government, not the people that, that think they're uh, the ones that are going to run it. They put people there so those people do the bidding of the people. But that's not happening anymore either in our great country. These people get to Washington or wherever and then suddenly they decide, oh, I know better than anyone else. So I'll just do what I think is right, not what the people want. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm sorry about ranting, but I get off sometimes on rants. You know, lots of Marxists thinks that capitalism makes the rich richer and keeps the poor poorer. In fact, uh, it, in, a, in a capitalistic model, people get richer by the risk they take. They have the chance to lose everything. Literally, uh, they workers should have a piece. Uh, you know, liberals. I should say, liberals think the workers should have a piece of the action of the company they work for. They do have that choice, but it is not by it is is not by just taking, but buying into the business. If 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 they want, if they buy in, then they have the equal risk of losing their investment. You don't invest, you don't lose. You get paid for what you do, and that's it. You, you're not, 
automatically uh, expecting something from the company. Most companies in capitalism, when they make a good profit, they usually spread that back down to the employees, though. You know, I'm a capitalist. Wow. I believe in freedom to win or freedom to lose. I believe in capitalism. Now, socialism is where the government owns the assets and the goods and the service. People work for the government. They like to tell you a different type of story, but that's the way it works. The pay they get is decided by the government, the amounts that you get. And they give you what they think, nothing extra. The thinking of the government is to create an equal and just society. This, in fact, is the least equal type of society. They want to eliminate the social class structure. You know, I guess that's why the elites in the control, the, the rulers, the overlords, they get large sums of, of money, uh, I guess because they need to show uh, their level in the social class as bosses. So in other words, bosses get paid a lot because that is their choice. Okay, okay. Okay, Karl Marx believed that a successful socialist order would automatically transform into communism. So in communism, the workers would be the overseers of and would take ownership of the goods and services being produced. Of course, the workers, being in the mindset of socialism, would share everything equally among themselves. Do you believe that would happen? Right, hmm? They would only take what they need and leave the rest for the community. They would not need a government to rule over them. This sounds like a utopian society if that's the case. Everyone working for each other. Communism has been attempted many times over, over, the, over, over in, in history or in, in the world. It should be noted that communism has never been able to successfully work ever, any place in the world. In almost all attempts, communism, socialism has always ended in a dystopian social order. That is where the bosses tell you what you can do, where you can, will work, how long you will work, your work day, where you can live, and, and, and what you can have as personal property at your, at your living space people that you can associate with. They tell you who you can and cannot associate with. And worse of all, they can tell you what you can say. You can't say certain things. You can't say he if that person wants to be called something else. You can't say anything that they decide that you shouldn't say. And you know, even worse than that, they even want to control what you think. They tell you you can't even have these thoughts. And if they think you do, you're in big trouble. You know, if you haven't watched it, uh, Orwell's novel and the movie 1984 is a guide for those training in setting up a dystopian social order. It is also a guide to what free people fight against when the social democrats such as Bernie Sanders, 
tries to tell us how great socialism is. Come on, people, don't be fooled by what they're telling you. So Bernie Sanders is a self-described socialist. And his new term for himself is a democratic socialist. There isn't any difference between a socialist and a democratic socialist. They both are, are so, it's both socialism. He likes to identify himself as a supporter of the social models of the Scandinavian countries such as Sweden and Denmark. He praises them for their social programs such as their welfare systems, their free education, their health care systems, and, and many other safety nets that they've set up as social programs. He would like to see these programs started in America. We already have a lot of these programs going on, but he wants to intensify them. He wants to make Medicare for all. He wants free school, minimum wages, and even pay for those that don't want to work. He sees these programs being paid for by big government. Now, where does big government get its money, people? The answer is from the people. Some people think that government can just print money to cover the cost, and that is what happens in a lot of a lot of cases. And we've seen that happening here lately with these trillion-dollar uh, uh, spending bills and uh, sprees they've been going on. But you got to remember, for each dollar printed, the value of dollars in circulation loses value. Thus, it's a form of inflation. The government must take over private sectors uh, if they're going to control and then place their management in positions to be able to control the associated social program. Guess what? That's communism. So I see socialism as being the same as communism. It's just one step away. That is what Sanders would like to see implemented. And not just Sanders, but a lot of these these left leftist uh, Democrats. They'd like to see it implemented in America. They want everyone to have Medicare for all, even illegals, people that are not citizens, people that don't work. They want free school for, again, for everyone, including illegal and uh, illegal aliens and any program that he and the other group's thinkers think they have the right to tell us or impose on all of us. No longer a country represented by the people, but a country ruled by the communist social socialist overlord. So just quickly, Sanders' socialistic concept of these Scandinavian c- countries, they're really off-centered. Even even though they have a large social uh, program nets, they're basically countries that use a free market capitalistic model for their economies. I would label these ideologies as a social democracy. That means that they are just like America, with the exception that they have many more welfare programs, thus a more social mindset. Guess what? They have to pay for these programs. And how do they do it? They pay high taxes. How else could the the programs be paid for? In fact, the Scandinavian countries, such as Denmark, Finland, Sweden, and Norway, are not socialist at all. 
Even the leaders of these countries publicly state that they work on a market economy. That's capitalism. They do have major social programs, but as of late, all of these countries have been cutting back on these programs. It's costing too much. They're even reducing taxation on the people because they're taxed too highly. The inception and the continued growth of these social programs have proved to be too great of a burden on the people and their in the country. In some of these countries, if a person earns fifty thousand dollars, he only takes home around twenty thousand. If socialism comes to America, Elizabeth Warren has made sounds that a taxation of eighty or ninety percent uh, would not be re- unreasonable. You know, and also she wants a wealth tax. That would take a net worth of a person or, or someone and tax it again after you've already paid taxes on it. Double taxation, yes. That's right, again. If this sort of thing would happen, the government over time could tax and get everything you are worth. For an example, if you have $100 and they decide they want to tax you 10%, for anything over 50, 5% for under, it only takes a few years for you to have nothing and they have it all. So the label socialism, we can say, what is it? Well, it's a social order where the community produces, distributes, and manages everything for the equal good of each member of the community. And no one private individual has control over the exchange of those goods and products within that community. There are many so-called socialists that put their own twist on socialism. Uh, That is what Sanders does in his simple concept of democratic socialism. You know, other countries, uh, we can call Cuba a communist-run country since it it is controlled by the Communist Party. But you know, Cuba is very close to a socialist concept, not a full-fledged communistic model. The overall community, they have farms, they produce and factories, and they work, while the government controls distribution and how it is distributed. It should also be noted that Cuba is a democratic government run by the people. They have elections. Granted, the leaders of the of the government can and are brutally um, brutal to their people. After all, it is a social government under a communist party, and of course, fair there, like they have been in the U.S. Really fair elections, like in November 2020. So we can label Cuba as a socialist or communist country, since they seem to align closely within the two concepts. Okay, now, China, which is labeled a communist country, it follows an ideology called social uh, democracy, uh, similar to what we do in the U.S., except that it is run under an authoritarian dictatorship. You know, it drives its wealth from an open market economic model. Granted, it is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, but it allows the people to invest in and 
control their investments uh, to a point as long as it aligns with the party's ideology. In 1970, after Mao, after his reign ended, the People's Republic of China started to adopt a more market ideology. They still called themselves communists, but their economy started to grow and has become a major economic force throughout the world. It has been labeled as a communist country since the beginnings of the Communist Party of China. Other parties do exist there, but they're not allowed to challenge the ruling uh, Chinese Communist Party's policies, thus making China an authoritarian-ruled uh, dictatorship, a country that is ruled by a single party. They punish those that oppose, like any good communist country, by jail, exile, and even death. Most of the businesses are owned by the government. Using a capitalist view, they allow some companies to go private. But as recent news has shown, the government dictates what the companies are allowed to do. So we can see China as a capitalist, communist mixed economy. This capitalist, communist political style is why China has become a so successful in the, in the world in, in world economics unlike other communist countries in the past when the government controls everything then they have the edge to rapidly take advantage of the changing markets they can even create changing markets with such such a strong economic uh, position the downfall of the authoritarian government of China, though, lies in its ethical and moral policy. Complete censorship of any ideology that differs from the government's approved views. They, they will not even allow people to present their views on big tech. It incarcerates journalists if they don't like what the journalist is reporting, even if it's the truth. It's human rights uh, and atrocities with the Uyghurs, the, the in, internment camps that they put them in. They are basically running a slave camp in today's world. And you know, Biden and this administration will not do anything about it. He has the audacity to say, well, it's just a difference in our philosophies and beliefs. You know, and it even goes further and worse than that. It's reported that they harvest human parts, hearts, lungs, eyes, anything they can from people that they have decided was no longer a good person for their society. And there are even some who think that the Chinese allowed the Chinese coronavirus to be released on the world, killing millions of people. They might have done it on purpose so that they could maybe take over a lot of the world, which I believe is in their plan. I guess you could say then that China can switch. You know, one day it's a capitalist country, next day it's a communist country, and then suddenly it's a socialist country. I guess with an authoritarian government at will, they can change uh, their status. 
You know, true communism tries to establish a complete social order, which is set up without state control. No need for cash. And where all the people are the same without a class divide. You know, I saw a video on YouTube uh, that used Star Trek as an example. Uh, if you're a Trekkie, you, you will understand what I'm talking about. Star Trek exists in, in the far future, where money is no longer needed. The need to get wealthy no longer drives people's lives. As a side note, though, I have watched Star Trek for many years, many decades, and they still use certain things to get things. Maybe it's not money, but they do a lot of trading and bartering, which is basically the same thing as having money. You trade something for your money. I do recall many times, when some possessions were well guarded and seemed to have a value and worth uh, far exceeding what they were being told. Okay, I'm sorry. Ranting and raving, raving again. So in other words, no money, no pay, no wealth, only a drive to become a better person for humanity. We might think this is a socialist order, but I think not. I see that as a hierarchy that controls what is being done and how it is being done. This, in my opinion, is a communist social. You know, the Nazis called themselves socialists. Yes. They were the National Socialist German Workers' Party. The National Socialist German Workers' Party. In reality, this party was a totalitarian dictatorship that had total control over the private lives of his citizens. They didn't like you, they rounded you up. And which they did to, you know, millions and millions of Jews. They rounded them up and put them in the gas chambers. One of the great atrocities that has ever happened in the world. But they still consider themselves a social government. But their economy was actually built on capitalism on free market models. They used the capitalistic models, uh, but using also, it was controlled by protectionism, which means that the party controlled what and how others could do business. Russia, which was the USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, it was broken up a few decades ago. As you can see, uh, they use the label socialist in their name as well instead of communist. Socialist must be, must be one of those terms they think sounds better than communist. As we discussed earlier, the Nazis did the same thing. They used socialist instead of what they really were. The USSR, uh, it, it was ruled by a communist party. And again, they called them socialists. Communism can be formed using... Uh, and archism, our classical Marxism, Marxism model. The USSR modeled their rule using classical Marxism. This is a belief that there is a, tr uh, a transition between capitalism and communism over time, which forms a model of socialism. It, it, it's Marx's concept of eventually all communists will become socialists. And then there's the uh, the uh, anarchism 
communism. Uh, it's, it's formed using a, a, a socialist concept, belief that communism must defeat capitalism completely without a transition period. It's done immediately. There's no time to wait for it to happen. It must happen now. But classical Marxism has a second divide. They are labeled Orthodox Marxism and Revisionist Marxism. Orthodox Marxism is a continuation of classical Marxism after Marx died, after Karl Marx's death. So his believers and his followers of classical Marxism just picked up where Karl Marx had had left off and expanded the doctrine as they continued his work. Revisionist Marxism is when changes are made to fundamental parts of classical Marxism. So in other words, they take Marxism and they change a concept within that Marxism. So they revised it. That's called revisionist Marxism. Social democracy, for example, is when socialism becomes more in favor of capitalism. That could be considered a revisionist uh, Marxism action. You could say that the Scandinavian countries and even France could be called a democratic socialist uh, organized government. And, you know, it's such a vague label. You know, staying in tune with a revisionist Marxism model. You know, democratic socialism, the ideology, it seeks to develop a social uh, or our society that helps in the production of goods and services to benefit the people within a few social orders. That's what, that's what it's supposed to represent. But you could say that the group think of the Sanders-Harris uh, crowd would like for all of us to think they are democratic socialists, where the people can voice their wishes through elections, just like they voiced their uh, divorced their opinions in the election in November 2020. But what do you do when someone steals the election? Okay, but with this in mind, you can see that democratic socialism is not the same as a social democracy. People don't have a choice in socialism. They're told what they can and can't do for the people under the name of socialism. But Really, socialism shouldn't have someone telling anybody what to do. So apparently that must be communism under the name of socialism. So, anyway, so, social democracy. Now, that is a pro-free market uh, capitalistic approach. Democrat socialists are anti-capitalism, more pro-communism. Well, that's about it that we can talk about because of time frame. I, I don't want to take this any longer. So in summary, uh, labels such as capitalism, socialism, democratic socialism, communism, Marxism, or however intertwined uh, they are, and no matter which you examine, you will always come to a social order derived from socialism. Socialism that's being run under a communistic 
authoritarian viewpoint. Each one is based on a government's political ideology. Capitalism is based on individual rights to own property and to do in, in the open market economy within a supply and demand system. And they have the right for freedom and liberty to live their lives the way they want to live their lives without government interference. Socialism is where the government owns, and I would say even owns the people, because they work for the government. Those people are doing what the government wants. They say this is socialism, but it's communistic socialism. A structure to make all people equal without a class difference. That can't happen. People naturally want a class difference. Some want to be great at what they do. Others don't. You know, Marxism believed the social order would transform into true common, com, uh, communism without interference. How that has never happened in the history of the world. It hasn't ever happened. How a government would no longer be needed since all of the workers would embrace the socialism concept. And then there was the Bernie Sanders group, him as a self-described socialist, or like he likes to call himself himself now a Democrat socialist. Whichever sounded good at the time or at the moment that, that was beneficial to him. Anyway, how he supported the Scandinavian countries and their form of socialism, which in fact they are not socialist countries at all. They are a social democracy. Same style of government as, as America, but just a lot of welfare programs. At present, they are working to reduce some of those programs and even lowering taxes on its people. You know, we, we also uh, look to Cuba being run under a communistic party. Uh, but, it, but it's really a, more of a form of a socialism under communism. In other words, a communistic socialist order. Then there was China, a communist rule ideology closer to a social democracy in public view, but it conformed to a communistic socialist model in the shadows. It uses capitalism mixed with communism, and it has worked so well that it has become the second largest economy in the world just behind America. And I think that America is eventually going to take over that number. America will be number two, and China will be the, be the largest. You know, we also noted that most communist countries label themselves as socialist. That's because it sounds better than communism. I think that's okay, though, since they intertwine and sometimes it is hard to see a difference. We divided classical Marxism into orthodox Marxism and revisionist Marxism. Orthodox Marxism ex 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 expands Marx's work by his followers. Revisionist Marxism is when changes are made to its fundamental tenets. It takes something that is already written in the uh, in the uh, Marxist manifesto, the Common Communist Manifesto, and changes it. So a lot 
uh, of times, it makes changes to the original doctrine. Well, anyway, we covered a lot in a short time. I wish we had a lot more time on this episode, but we don't. So I hope you got something out of this episode on socialism. If you haven't already, listen to my first two episodes on socialism. Socialism, it's no joke, part one and part two. And also, watch for more episodes in the future. Okay, now for one of my favorite things is a segment I call Stop Supporting Wokeness. Now, for this segment, uh, I would like to get trending Stop Supporting Wokeness. That's hashtag Stop Supporting Wokeness. We could get that out there somehow. Put it out everywhere you can. Okay, so still on the top of my list is Coca-Cola and Disney. I have stopped supporting any product made by Coca-Cola and any of its brands. As far as Disney, I am so sad that they have entered into this un, this, uh, this stupidity of the woke folk. I'm old, but I still like to watch some Disney stuff. I know it is hard to stop supporting them, but we must until, until they get medical help for their insanity. So I call for a total boycott on wakeness. Check out companies that are, 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 that are trying to take away your freedoms. Check them out and stop supporting them. Boycott them. You know, and make sure to trend. Hashtag stop supporting wokeness. <laughs> so, okay, guys, in closing, I want to offer a little prayer. Our Heavenly Father, help guide America to a good place. Save her from the wrath of socialism. Instill the ability to see for those that are blind. Instill a process for, for thought to those that have lost their thinking. Let them use the sight and minds to act and to resist the evils that are inherent in socialism. Help bring forth those that can carry on the fight that may be needed to save America. I know, God, that America is the shining light of good that you have provided to us. And to lose America would be letting evil take over. I know it is up to us to save America in your name. Lord, I pray that you give us the strength to carry on. And, and, and for your children here need to work for you, for them to rise up and fight for our great nation. We must defeat socialism. And I give thanks to you, your great wisdom, Lord. Amen. <laughs> well, that's another episode of our podcast. And again, my thanks go out goes out to God for letting letting me voice my opinion about America and how it would be the end of America as we know it if socialism finds its way. Remember to subscribe, follow, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening to The Old Goat. Until next time, always praise God. Honor our great nation. Honor our great flag. Honor all those that serve in uniform to make America free and safe. Support our police. So with that, bye for now from The Old Goat.